This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Today's Bible reading is taken from the book of 2 Kings chapter 10. 2 Kings chapter 10. And I read in Jesus' name. Since Ahab had 70 sons in Samaria, Jehu wrote letters and sent them to Samaria, to the rulers of Jezreel, to the elders and to the guardians of Ahab's sons, saying, Your master's sons are with you, and you have chariots, horses, and a fortified city, and weaponry. So when this letter arrives, select the most qualified of your master's sons, set him on his father's throne, and fight for your master's house. However, they were, ter- they were terrified and reasoned, Look, two kings couldn't stand against him. How can we? So the overseer of the palace, the overseer of the city, the elders and the guardians sent a message to Jehu. We are your servants and we will do whatever you tell us. We will not make anyone king. Do whatever you think is right. Then Jehu wrote them a second letter saying, If you are on my side and if you will obey me, bring me the heads of your master's sons at this time tomorrow at Jezreel. All seventy sons of the all seventy of the king's sons were being cared for by the city's prominent men. When the letter came to them, they took the king's son and slaughtered all seventy, put their heads in baskets, and sent them to Jehu at Jezreel. When the messenger came and told him, They have brought the heads of the king's sons, the king said, Pile them in two heaps at the entrance of the city gate until morning. The next morning, when he, when he went out and stood at the gate, he said to all the people, You are innocent. It was I who conspired against my master and killed him. But who struck down all this? Know then that not a word the Lord spoke against the house of Ahab will fail, for the Lord has done what he promised through his servant Elijah. So Jehu killed all who remained of the house of Ahab in Jezreel, all his great men, close friends, and all and priests, leaving him no survivors. Then he set out and went to Samaria. On the way, while he was at Bethlehem of the shepherds, Jehu met with the relatives of King Ahaziah of Judah and asked him, Who are you? They answered, We are... Ahaziah's relatives, we've come down to greet the king's son and the queen's mother's son. Then Jehu ordered, Take them alive. So when they took them alive and then slaughtered them at the pit of Bethlehem, 42 men, he didn't spare any of them. When he left there, he found Jehonadab, son of Jacob, coming to meet him. He greeted him and then he asked, Is your heart one with mine? It is, Jehonadab, he replied. Jehu said, If it is, give me your hand. So he gave him his hand, and Jehu pulled him up into the chariot with him. Then he said, Come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. So he let him ride with him in his chariot. So Jehu came to Samaria. He struck down all who remained from the house of Ahab in Samaria, until he had annihilated his house, according to the word of the Lord spoken to Elijah. 
Then Jehu brought all the people together and said to them, Ahab served Baal a little, but Jehu will serve him a lot. Now therefore summon to me all the prophets of Baal, all his servants and all his priests. None must be missing, for I have a great sacrifice for Baal. Whoever is missing will not leave. However, Jehu was acting deceptively in order to destroy the servants of Baal. Jehu commanded, Consecrate a solemn assembly for Baal. So they called one. Then Jehu sent messengers throughout all Israel, and all the servants of Baal came. No one failed to come. They entered the temple of Baal, and it was filled from one end to the other. Then he said to the custodian of the wardrobe, Bring out the garments for all the servants of Baal. So he brought out their garments. Then Jehu and Jehonadab, son of Rechab, entered the, the temple of Baal, and Jehu said to the servants of Baal, Look carefully to see that there are no servants of the Lord here among you, only servants of Baal. Then they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Jehu had stationed eighty men outside, and he warned them, Whoever allows any of the men I, have, I am placing in your hands to escape will forfeit his life for theirs. When he finished offering the burnt offering, Jehu said to the guards and officers, Go in and kill them. Don't let anyone out. So they struck them down with a sword. Then the guards and the officers threw the bodies out and went into the inner room of the temple of Baal. They brought out the pillar of the temple of Baal and burned it, and they tore down the pillar of Baal. Then they tore down the temple of Baal and made it a latrine, which is still to, to this day. Jehu eliminated Baal worship from Israel, but he did not turn away from the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebuchadnezzar, had caused Israel to commit, worshipping the gold calves that were in Bethel and Dan. Nevertheless, the Lord said to Jehu, Because you have done well in carrying out what is right in my sight, and have done to the house of Ahab all that was in my heart, four generations of your sons will sit on the throne of Israel. Yet Jehu was not careful to follow the instructions of the Lord God of Israel with all his heart. He did not turn from the sins that Jeroboam had caused Israel to commit. In those days, the Lord began to reduce the size of Israel. Hazel defeated the Israelites throughout their territory from the Jordan eastward. The whole land of Gilead, the Gadites, the Reubenites, and the Manassites, from Er, which is by the Arnon Valley, through Gilead to Bashan, the rest of the events of Jehu's reign, along with all his accomplishments and all his might, are written in the historical records of Israel's kings. Jehu rested with his fathers and was buried in Samaria. His son, Jehoaz, became king in his place. The length of Jehu's reign over Israel in Samaria was 28 years. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, eternal rock of ages, we thank you for your word today. We thank you because the entrance of your word always brings light and understanding. And today we pray, O oh God, that you illuminate every dark area of our lives. We pray for wisdom. We pray for understanding. We pray that you 
open our ears to hear you, open our eyes to see you, and open our hearts to receive your word this morning. Sweet Holy Spirit, come and teach us this word. Teach us, O oh God, your plan for us today, what it is you want us to learn from this chapter today. O oh Lord, in Jesus' name, and let the words that we hear fall on fertile soil. Let it fall on fertile soil in our hearts and let it bring forth good fruits to the glory of your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Alright, so this morning we just read the book of um, 2 Kings chapter 10. 2 Kings chapter 10. And he was talking about the reign of Jehu, who was king over Israel for 20 years, 28 years the Bible says. He was king over Israel for 28 years. And we saw the things that he did. The Lord was with him. The Lord was with him and then he was able to um, get rid of all the worshippers of Baal. You know, because you know the Israelites were so stubborn. The God, God called them a stiff-necked people. That every time God did a miracle for them, they always turned back. They always went back, you know, to do something else and then come back. They were just, you know, wavering back and forth, which was why it took them so long to get to the promised land. So now, um, Jehu was king over them for 28 years, and then he wanted to get rid of all the Baal worshippers. And then he summoned the Baal worshippers. He summoned them, telling them that he, he wanted to hold um, a, a feast, a festival, you know, for all Baal worshippers. But his true intentions was really to get rid of them because he knew that, you know, they were going against the will of God and that wasn't what God had proposed for them. Because God had, give, had given them express instructions that you must serve no other God beside me. You must bow to no other God beside me. Praise the Lord. And so this was going against God's instructions. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so if we read... Um, let me see that again. And so um, in verse 16, verse 18, sorry, it says, Then Jehu brought all the people together and said to them, Ahab served Baal a little, but Jehu will serve him a lot. Now therefore, summon to me all the prophets of Baal and all his servants and all his priests. None must be missing, for I have a great sacrifice for Baal. Whoever is missing would not leave. What great wisdom. So he had summoned the Baal worshippers to come and have a great sacrifice with him. You know, that he was he pretended to be a Baal worshipper himself. So he wanted to, you know, have this sacrifice and this festival with his fellow worshippers. But that was not what his intention was. Praise the name of the Lord. So in verse 30, if you have a look further down, the Bible says, Nevertheless, the Lord said to Jehu, Because you have done well in carrying out what is right, in my sight and have done to the house of Ahab all that was in my heart. Four generations of your sons will sit on the throne of Israel. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jehu wasn't necessarily living a life that was void of sin. But he found favor in the sight of God. He found favor because God said, you know what, I will bless you to your fourth generation your fourth generation they will sit on the throne of israel and so we saw that even when jehu died his son took over praise the name of the lord 
because Jehu did what was right in the sight of God. Jehu did what was right in the sight of God. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, recently we've been talking about how, um, you know, when a man's ways pleases the Lord, he blesses him and he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. I think for the past three or four episodes, we've been saying that over and over again. And this is what is coming to play here. Jehu had done what was right and what God wanted to do, what God wanted him to achieve, to get rid of all the Baal worshippers. And so, because of that, God favored him. God blessed him and said, your generation will rule over Israel for four generations. Four generations. Praise the name of the Lord. So what can we learn from here, really? What can we learn from here? Anybody that is after the heart of God, if your heart is positioned to do what is right, to do what is right, to do the heart of God, to do what is right in the sight of God, that is commendable by God. That is commendable by God. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, sometimes you're in, you, you find yourself in a situation, right, where you are torn between obeying a leadership, someone that's placed as leader over you, as opposed to obeying what the word of God says, as opposed to obeying what God wants you to do. It's it's not a, it's not an easy position to be in. It's tough. It's a tough situation because you don't want to be seen as a rebel. You don't want to be seen as disobedient. But if what is laid before you is going against the will of God, then God will not take it against you if you do what is right by Him. Basically, what, what I'm saying is, above all, above all the activities, above all the service, all your service, above all your commitments, above all that you can think or do, praise the Lord, the most critical thing is to do what is right in the sight of God. The most critical thing in life is to do what is right in the sight of God. People will come. There's so many doctrines out there. People will come and they have good intentions. And, you know, they, they seemingly want you to do, you know, what they feel is right. But if your spirit is telling you and you have the word of God that this is not what God wants you to do. And this is why, again, it is important that we are filled with the spirit of God. That we know we are, we are able to identify God's voice when he speaks to us. You have to know how God speaks to you. You have to understand. You have to be able to hear his voice clearly. You have to be able to ask for clarity. You have to be able to go to the word of God and say, What does the word of God say concerning this situation? Where should I go? How should I turn? I tell you, a lot of people are living miserable lives. Because they don't know what the word of God says concerning a situation. They are not sure what the word of God says they should do. How they should do it and when they should do it and why they should even do it. 
and so we just follow instructions anyhow we just follow any any doctrine that comes your way anything that people throw at you you just go with it we don't take the time to go back to the word of god and say god is this what you want for me is this where you want me to be is this what you want for me and this is the reason why a lot of christians have been misled today this is why a lot of christians have been misled today because they are not sure where they stand. They are not sure what, what their mission and their vision and their purpose is. Praise the name of the Lord. Here, that's it. Jehu was still committing sin. The Bible says here, um, let's see, let's see if we can find that somewhere here. Okay. Jehu in verse 31. Yet Jehu was not careful to follow the instruction of the Lord of Israel with all his heart. He did not turn from the sins that Jerubim had caused Israel to commit. And so because he continued in sin, God began to reduce the size of Israel. In those days, the Lord began to reduce the size of Israel. Hazel defeated the Israelites throughout their territory from the Jordan eastward, the whole land of Gilead. And so the Lord, be, because if he had turned from his ways, then that would be like all-round prosperity. But he continued in his sin. Even though he did what was right, he, took, he got rid of all the Baal worshippers. He didn't want them anywhere in the, in the city at all. He got rid of all of them. But he's, he still continued in sin. And then, you know, because God is God, he's not going to lower his standards for anyone. God hates sin and that's it. And so he began to reduce the size of Israel. Praise the name of the Lord. But Jehu did what was right in the sight of God. So you see, the best way to um, live your life fulfilled, the best way for you to to be sure, to have confidence in who you are in Christ is to study the word. The best way for you to know for sure that I am doing what God wants me to do and that he will speak to me and guide me and help me when, I, when I'm going astray and going out of his will is to first of all be in his presence. Is to first of all seek him in his word. He says when you seek me you will find me. When you seek God in his word, he will guide you. He will teach you. He will teach you. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because we're not perfect. Jehu wasn't perfect. Jehu wasn't perfect. But God had mercy on him and God blesses and God bless his generation. To the fourth generation. Because he did what was right. Praise the name of the Lord. So basically. What we're saying today is know what is right in the sight of God. Do what is right in the sight of God and let that be your priority. Above all, above all, above anything, any gates, any assignment, anything else, above anything else that you will ever achieve in life, let that be your priority to do what is right in the sight of God and that will guide you 
that will guide you. It brings about generational blessings. Generational blessings. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And may God give us the wisdom. The wisdom to know how to apply this word even in our very situations. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, eternal rock of ages, we thank you for your word, O Lord. We thank you, O God. Because, Lord, it pleases you for us to do what is right in your sight. And because we desire to do what is right in your sight, we ask for grace to do what is right. We ask for grace. We ask for grace. Empower us and grace us. Give us the boldness that we need to stand firm by your word. To stand by the word. To be bold enough to say, this is what the word of God says. And this is what I will do. This is what I will do. And help us not to get so emotional, so carried away by the activities of this world and the doctrines of this world. Help us to fix our focus on your word. Help us to fix our focus on you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, go ahead of us. Take control of the entire day. Lord, let the blessings, O God, come to us and let all glory and honor, power and adoration come to you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right there, child of God, go out and have a fantastic day. And remember, stand firm by the word of God. Only the word of God will guide you right. God bless you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.